Do you need to be a student here? No, you can just... No, you can... Something just stung me. Hello, and welcome to the Trade Deadline Stinger. You're going to get a lot of Trade Deadline podcasts today, and they're going to be very in-depth. Bill Simmons, I think, did a Justice League-sized podcast about the trade deadline or multiple podcasts. Um, but this isn't that. This is a quick stinger simply about the Charlotte Hornets and maybe a little bit about their situation and their place in the Eastern Conference. I am Zachary Brown. I am joined today by the editor-in-chief, the site manager, admin, the bambino <laughs> of the bylines, Jonathan DeLong. Jonathan, want to make a podcast? Yeah, I <laughs> I like being just admin. Like that's that should be <laughs> You know, he might kick you out. You never know. You never know. (laughs) So today, the Hornets didn't do much. They traded for Brad Wanamaker in exchange for cash considerations. Jonathan, have you heard anything of detail? Anything more? I I, surprisingly enough, I cannot find more detail on this blockbuster trade that sent Brad Wanamaker to the Hornets for nothing. Um, (laughs) It. What's funny is I was scrolling through before we started this. uh, ESPN's like timeline they're like updates as the day goes along and they just didn't even put in that the hornets traded for brad wanamaker it didn't even make like their little trade deadline updates timeline so i have to confess something when i came home today it was after the trade deadline but only a little after and i wrote like five or six paragraphs that you will never see because it was all about <laughs> how the charlotte hornets didn't do anything at all yeah and they kind of didn't do anything at all jonathan do you feel like there's going to be what kind of impact do you think Brad Wanamaker will make on this team? I mean, he's a, he's a small piece, right? Yeah. Well, one, he's going to like be on the team. I saw like some people asking, like, is he going to get bought out? And it's like, I don't think we gave the Warriors money to buy the guy out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let's so, give the Warriors money and then give Brad money and let him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if they sent us something else, like if they say, hey, we'll give you a second round pick to buy him out for us, which doesn't really happen often either because they could have just done it themselves. I think. The impact is basically, uh, I think there's a couple minutes a game, I think right now, where the Hornets will play without either Devontae or Terry. And that won't, and so they have no point guard other than like Cody Martin or Gordon Hayward, you know, like point guard by committee, right? Type of thing. Right. And the other thing I think more importantly is that it lets Terry play fewer minutes as a backup point guard and almost all of his minutes off the ball, which is he's way better at. Do you think that Brad Wanamaker is going to take minutes from the Martin twins? I mean, I suppose from Cody. Uh, probably a little bit. I mean, like Cody Martin, I know it was garbage time, but he played like 30 minutes against the uh, Rockets. And I think he played a good bit before. He might take a few minutes. I don't think he's going to play a lot. Like, I think it's just kind of like when we need Devontae and Terry to not get stretched too thin and having someone like Brad Wanamaker filling in the gaps where we need a point guard on the floor for a few minutes here and there, instead of having like Cody Martin play point guard or Malik Monk play point guard. So I so he was don't know. I mean, he might not play game. every game at all. This 16 minutes per game in 39 games with the Golden State Warriors. 3.7 points. We were looking for some depth in the front court, and we got another guard, Jonathan. This is obviously <laughs> in some way affected by the Lamella ball injury. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what what it is, is that, like, Lamello or, like, Devontae's going to take all of Lamello's minutes as the starting point guard. 
Um, right. I think it's just like in the, in the backup, in like guard position. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to get all of the backup minutes that like Devonte was getting behind Lamelo. I think it's just like I said, a, a little spot duty off the bench. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he even gets some DNPs throughout the rest of the year. Um, I think it's just like a hey, we have we have basically two point guards right now, and one of them is better as a shooting guard. So, you know, let's actually get a second point guard to to kind of add some depth. I know he's not a center, but I again, as I've said. Any for the place. I don't think that's as big a deal as people are making it out to be. What do you no. think overall organizationally of not doing something more? I think it's just like they're like there's nothing. There wasn't much out there, and I don't don't think of any. I can't think of any trades that were out there that would have kind of like where you could replace the team that received the center with the Hornets and be like, yes, that would have made sense for the Hornets. The only one would have been Javale McGee, which the Nuggets gave up Isaiah Hartenstein in two seconds for him, which I guess you could you could uh, argue that the Hornets could have done. I just don't think it really matters because like if you, you improve the center position for this year with a rental, you go from like being a middle tier playoff team that has a like an okay chance of making the second round to a middle tier playoff. Team that's not. Like, yeah, you might technically be better, but I don't think it's worth giving anything up to do that. Like it doesn't move I, the needle I, enough long-term. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm so happy that the organization didn't in some way panic or react to mm-hmm. the LaMelo ball injury. The fact that we've had success this season, I think in both, both ways, right? So yeah. we didn't try to get trade capital and then trade one of our good players like Terry Rozier or Malik mm-hmm. Monk. And we also didn't like trade our draft capital to try to get a player. It was, it's so good that they didn't act at all. Sometimes the action that's not taken has the most impact, but we focus yeah. all our attention on everybody else who's making trades. Yeah. Um, the Lamel ball injury had a large pack of the, a large impact in the Hornets season, but the team was never a one man band. You know, Terry Rozier has owned fourth quarters. Gordon Hayward's a linchpin on this team. LaMelo Ball is the rookie of the year, and the Hornets will miss him, but there's no dirt on this team. We're still in it. You know what I mean? So yeah. throwing out the baby with the bathwater, like 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 trading a Terry, trading, you know, there was talk of maybe Miles being traded or a PJ being traded. I just didn't want him to do that. Um, yeah, the they could have gone like, sorry, they could have gone like the magic route. Like, I guess both directions, right? Like, not saying, all right, LaMelo's they're hurt. part let's of the same the magic, trade, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. The magic, let's do the magic thing and just get rid of everybody. Because it just be bad. They also didn't like look at the standings this morning and say like, "Oh, look, the Hornets we're fourth. Let's make a push. Let's like let's put all our chips on the table." It's like, well, no, you're not really like like as much fun as it is that the Hornets are in the four seed right now. Like they're twenty two. They're one game over five hundred. They shouldn't be a four seed with this record. So like, good on the organization for not being like, "Oh, look, we can get home court in the playoffs to lose in the second round." And let's see this. Let's see what this team can do yeah, without exactly. the support. The Chicago Bulls emptied their pantry to to get uh, Nikola. In order for the Hornets to be competitive in a package like that, would like two or three first rounders it would have taken yeah. Devonte, like probably Cody Zeller to make the money right. They, we just weren't there. And like even on the Bulls, do you think the Bulls are going to be competitive with the Nets? Probably not. Are they going to no. even make the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> No, um, they're not. They're, the Bulls are doing the Bulls basically traded two first round picks to get like a Gordon Hayward level player like the Hornets already got in free agency. Like, I feel like the Bulls who they have Zach Levine. Who, I mean, there are some similarities, but like the Bulls right now are 19 and 24. Like they put like again, like it's kind of what I was talking about, with, like pushing all your chips in. 
they like made all this big move and they traded a bunch, they traded a couple first round picks and a good prospect to get to like the level where the we board. are like the the fourth seed in the east you know yeah and then it's like now what now what do they do with Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine and like a sixth seed type team and then you look at the other trades, like Aaron Gordon, who is probably the most overrated player on your Twitter feed right now. <laughs> um, I like him a lot. I, I, you know, uh, he's a fun player to watch, but yeah. he's not a game changer. I think he will be good with the Nuggets, but I don't think he would have made an impact on the. We have a better version of Aaron Gordon, and his name is Miles Bridges. <laughs> you get what I mean? Now Oladipo, we were never in the Oladipo conversation. No. The Heat got Oladipo. And honestly, Oladipo is probably the second most overrated player in your Twitter feed, but we'll leave <laughs> Yeah, that. he hasn't quite been the same since he came. I mean, he's had stretches, but uh, I don't know if he's like the big impact player that he was for that one breakout year he had in Indiana. That kind of looks like it might be more of an outlier. You're smarter than me yeah. on this. Is there, do you see a buyout market? Like, I know we filled the empty roster spot, but do you see anything that we can do to get not, a free agent to help our front court? Not really. I think, well, like one, we don't have a roster spot, like you said. And even if we did, we we have, I know we don't use them, but we have four centers on our roster right now. Like That's that would true. just be an absurd. You wouldn't <laughs> know would, it. Even if you're watching absurd... like a 30 point blowout, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> but that would be just like an absurd looking roster construction. Like, I don't know, you play 2K, like when you can like scroll through the positions and you do like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. And it's like, Point guards one, shooting guards three, small four, and then it's like centers five, right? <laughs> and only two of them play. Um, so no, I don't think we'll do anything. Plus, like buyout players typically into are like veterans on expiring deals that and they're they going go, to cha- run a championship or try yeah. To get so if you're not contract or something, yeah, and they're not going to the Hornets. Maybe the Heat because the Heat have that prestige and probably more of like a are seen more as a legitimate threat because they got hot in the playoffs last year. But I don't think anybody, even if the Hornets had an open spot, would be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Charlotte. So I'm glad they didn't entangle themselves in these speculative deals. It's fun to watch it. It's fun to see J.J. Redick uh, leave New Orleans. I think he's going to have a second life in Dallas. But I'm glad that the Hornets didn't like trade potential performance and get like take their draft capital away you know they have first round picks here and depending on where we end up the the odds are different in the draft lottery so you just never know that's how we got Lamelo ball yeah and then the hornets are again they're 22 and 21 they have a winning record and then and they, that's kind of coming out of like a super tough stretch of the of schedule and there's another one coming up but like this hornet team as constructed might just be good and it's super young like there's not you kind of, like you said, want to see where the pieces that are here can go because we haven't really gotten a chance to see them much in like a competitive setting. And, you know, like with Gordon Hayward and Lamelo Ball here, and I know we want Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball the rest of this year. But like, let's see what happens. Like this team might end up being like the four or five by the time the season's over, and then it's like, well, maybe we are good how we are, and then we can fill in the gaps in the off season. Jonathan DeLong, we could get to a second round in the playoffs this year. It's it's like <laughs> we can we it can be great next year with Lamelo coming back and him being our future. But it could be great this year if we get to a second round. Jonathan, you've been long here long enough to know <laughs> how crazy that would be. I know. It, and Terry Rozier, and I hate to stand for Terry Rozier again, but he's been awesome 
and you're going to have to fact check me, but I've been trying to, to learn more about stats and his effective <laughs> field goal percentage in the clutch this year is 63.7%. That's got to be wrong. Like <laughs> he's hitting shots when they matter. And in the playoffs, that means a whole bunch. Yeah. Cause in that, I think it's just like his competitive nature where he has like a switch. He flips where it's like a half, I have to make this shot in that, in that confidence that he will make it. Um, and it's really hard to explain. Um, but that kind of turns up in the playoffs. And I feel like, and we kind of saw it with the Celtics when he took them further than anybody expected that year, where I think when it, the playoffs kind of that clutch time atmosphere is like a bigger part of the game. Like where the regular season, you tend to not care too much until the end of the game where the playoffs, that same intensity is there all the time and having a player with his mentality. Like that's really important. For sure. And he's got like a, a little chip of uh, Damian <laughs> Lillard in him. Just a little, you know, I wouldn't compare him wholly to Damian Lillard because he's an all-star and he's multiple all-star. And carrying who would you rather have, Terry Rozier or Damian Lillard? It's tough to say. Terry Rozier every day. <laughs> every day. Um, yes. Because he'll stay on the <laughs> He'll sign <laughs> for the horse. <laughs> um, so you're excited about the rest of the year and you yeah. You feel like for the most part, the Hornets made the right decisions, you yeah. know, based on the based on the information that we have. Yeah, they like there's a chance the Heat because the Heat have Oladipo now, and I think they might they're the front runners as of this recording to sign Lamarcus Aldridge, which makes them tough, and they might pass the Hornets, and then the Celtics getting Evan Fournier for basically nothing might help them some. But I don't. I think the Hornets are you know in good position. They have the, a shot still. To, to to make the playoffs without even needing to play in game. And that's without making a move for center just to chase like one extra, like a one game improvement in their seating. Like it's, yeah, they're totally yeah. fine doing nothing. The heat getting Oladipo is super scary. The, the bulls getting Vooch. I mean, the, you know, people like to skim over Vooch a little bit, but he's an all-star and I mean, he's a double, double every night, Yeah, but I still think the Hornets are in the mix for the playoffs without the playing game. I think that they're still in that like six-ish area, and I'm I'm just happy that so many times in this spot in history for the Charlotte Hornets, we've made the wrong move. And I know that you know from the outside looking in, no move seems like the bad move, but I really do think this that was the best move in this context. And I'm and yeah, I think the no move is good. I think the Hornets are still set up really well for the future because this has always been about the future this year, this year, and that doesn't mean to you know try to push it even harder. Um, even with the teams around them, like I said, there's not really much of a difference being the four, being the six. It's kind of the same team you're going to play in you either way. Um, so that's and we I think a they're still to be competitive in the playoffs this year, and we a. You know, I'm still like, hey, man, what is there like a can Superman put his cape back on and, and we can see LaMelo Ball in the last like three oh, weeks of the season or something? So like he'll that? be reevaluated in four weeks from the surgery, which was earlier this week, which would put him in late, which would put us in uh, like the third week of April. The season doesn't end for another month after that. So depending Imagine on how the narrative out, yeah. Imagine the blogs. I mean, I'm not a doctor. But you I know, mean, there's it's, no it's a risk injury. A <laughs> no, other than me, you only have my my word to tell you that I'm not a doctor, but you don't know that <laughs> for sure. Um, but it's just as wrist in, like a wrist injury, so there's not going to be a lot of conditioning 
worried. He played I the think, rest of so. that game. Yeah. So and reports are like he wanted a second opinion when they said he was out for the rest of the season. You know, you you hear all these things, but I'm choosing to believe that he was like, "Well, I can play with one hand." <laughs> oh, he absolutely out there. He would absolutely. He I seems think like it, that kind of person. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he tried to do everything with his left hand. Yeah, the last game is May 16th, which is about three weeks after his reevaluation. And then if the Hornets are still, you know, if they're in the playoffs, that's another week or two. So I think, you know, it's possible. Put tight. the popcorn in the microwave or the stove top if people still do that. Break out the I, teal and purple. Let's see where this playoff race ends. He's Jonathan DeLong. I'm Zachary Brown. Admin. This is this thing. <laughs> Peace out. See you.